Whatever day it is, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to I Like To Movie Movie. Um, first off, just thanks to everyone who came out to Movie Movie Live. Uh, it was a great success, easily our best yet, so thank Huge you. Huge thank you to everybody that came out. We uh, This was our Nicolas Cage episode, and it was uh, it was a huge success. Uh, I, I think actually off the top, I'd like to ask that uh, if you have requests for other things you'd like to see us turn into a game show, other actors, yeah, that's true. other genres, other um, se- maybe maybe a series, you know, maybe you just want a Star Trek episode or we something. Are, yeah, we are but two men, and we, yes. uh, we only have so many ideas, so uh, we do need your help with that. And, and, and we're open to those ideas. I think part of what made we, we had a very successful show this month, and I think part of the success was we we hit something zeitgeisty this month. Yeah, it was. Know? It, I was kind of surprised by the response because I was fearful that doing a Nicholas Cage we were episode both nervous was about borderline that, hack. Yeah, and I, I don't think it quite is to the walk-in level of like, oh, good, he's funny, right? Yeah, and uh, but I, you know, I think we covered the why and the how of it at the show, and uh, hopefully we'll have at least some footage from that. I think we'll to, actually uh, be able put to up, get uh, on online for you. Yeah, hopefully you guys will be able to check out a, a YouTube page in the coming month or two yeah, that yeah. Uh, has some actual footage of the live show so you can uh, we'll put see together what it's a like reel and, for you yeah uh, and then come out come yeah out and do was, it uh, the more people we have the better we really had a great turnout this month and it was super fun uh, and it's becoming clear that this is really turning into a, a like a really fun cool thing to do and the more people you bring with you the more fun it becomes absolutely uh, it, it's a big group experience it's, if it's you make cool. it bigger we'll make it bigger yeah, absolutely. we will constantly one up whatever it is you ask yes for as long as you ask it so please come out yes but uh, enough of that garbage. Yes, uh, um, my name is Garrett Smith. Yes, my name is Dan Scully. And this and is I Like to Movie Movie. This is I Like to Movie Movie, and we've been on the train of uh, this year. We want the best of 2014 episode to be like fucking difficult. Yes. We want as many goddamn movies as uh, as you can squeeze in so that when we filter it down, it brings some great discussion. So we've been on the train to try and uh, catch up on everything. But mostly I've been on that train. If anybody will recall, uh, uh, the 2013 best of episode, I, I watched 12 movies. Uh, mm. So to give you a best of 10 list was... Uh, Probably both more difficult and more easy than yeah, it right. should have been. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I've called myself a movie nerd my whole life. And the last few years, I really just have not, you know, taken in a lot of uh, movies year on year. Uh, so I've recommitted myself in a big bad way. Boom! Uh, and uh, I'm trying to catch up on 2013. So tonight. 2014. <laughs> 2014. Yeah, so tonight. You can catch uh, up on 2013 after 2014. Yeah. We have precious little time. Yes. Uh, we we watched something that you've been recommending to me uh, uh, for months. I believe now. it was a recommendation I even gave in a previous episode. Yes, just I because so. it stuck with me. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna let you actually introduce this one because I know uh, this, this one really a, holds a special place for you. It was cool. This is a movie called Under the Skin. You've probably heard yes. of me heard me talk about it before. It's from Jonathan Glazer, mm-hmm. of whom I've seen none of his previous uh, work, me and I've been recommended all of it repeatedly. When I first saw this movie, it was earlier this spring when it came out, and it was just one of those, like, yeah, I'll check it out. It's mm-hmm. probably neat. And uh, I didn't realize that... that I didn't realize you could make an artsy-fartsy species movie, but, like, in a way, it, it was a... Is this sort of, the, like, a similar In concept? a cheap way, in yeah. that it's, in that it's a, a sexy sex alien, only that one can and will try to fuck you because <laughs> it wants to procreate. <laughs> uh-huh. Whereas this, there are different motives. But we'll get to that. This movie Ooh, yeah, is I'm curious about something being related one to that. of uh, Scarlett Johansson's two, like, 
you know, solo leading role movies, the other being Lucy from yeah. this year. And but Lucy this was, was a huge box one. office success, was it not? It was a pretty big success from what I understand. Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, maybe not huge, but I mean, like, number one, it's Weekend, which was cool. It was a female-led action movie. We'll probably get a sequel. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't seen it, though. Maybe she's dead at the end of it. Sure, Maybe we won't, you know. (laughs) But uh, it's... it's and the C and Lucy will be a two and it, it won't even work. <laughs> but no, Under the Skin is a movie based on a book of the same name, and uh, but it's only really based on it uh, f- uh, in one facet. Mm-hmm. It's a much smaller story, and every review that I've read of Under the Skin either applauds it as I do for being such a simple story that hints at a larger narrative that is irrelevant to a kind of personal story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know it. it but then a lot of people have condemned it for saying I wanted to see more of that story. Sure. So my question to you, before we even get into yeah, the plot yeah. of it, is do you feel like there's more you wanted from it, or do you feel like it gave you enough of the big story to be satiating? Well, I, I just think it stood on its own two legs just fine. You know what I mean? Like, I think it stood up on its own very well. I, I, uh, there wasn't a moment of this movie that I was like, I wish they would show me more or tell me more or explain more to me. Mm-hmm. I, you know from doing the show with me for a while that I have had moments like that, even recently like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm-hmm. Like I get frustrated sometimes when a movie doesn't give me enough of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I never felt that way during this movie. Right I, I, I felt like it was presenting the... This movie is very much about an experience, right? Like, mm-hmm. like if we look at it from, from the main character's perspective, mm-hmm. that character's going through an experience throughout this movie. So this movie's very much about an experience, and you, you sort of experience that experience with the character. Mm-hmm. And in order for that to happen, in order for you to be able to take that journey with the character, I don't think you could be given more information. Mm-hmm. If you were given more information, it would be expository. Well, and that would, almost you know be, I mean? that would almost outdo the story because yeah. if there's a bigger story trying to explain what these beings are doing, right. and what it is they're processing, right. what it is they're trying to build, that's now the story. When right. Really, our story is about a non-human finding humanity and sort of being betrayed by it. Uh, and and expanding experiencing humanity for the first time. Failing is experiencing humanity. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's experiencing it in the literal sense. Yeah. Like the the, the moral ethical concept that we refer to as humanity, Mm -hmm. I think she does feel. Yeah, yeah. That's the the story. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll I think that'll, we'll build into those conversations as we go on. But yeah, I I think it's very much about like this being is is, is going through the experience of being human for the first time, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And and whether successful or not, like that is what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, the audience, to feel feel it to 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 really um man i want to say experience it but i don't want to use that word over and over again i get what you're saying though i mean Uh, i think uh, i think it's clear what you're trying to say yeah we 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 they can't give us more you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like i don't want the movie to give me more i want to be able to take this journey with her oh yeah uh and, and it's more it's actually more entertaining and more interesting i think as a film when it takes me there. And I also think like that's th- this movie is a movie movie, like mm. for sure a movie movie. I would say collectively, if we were to take all of the dialogue and write it into script format in this movie, out of dialogue, I would say that there's maybe, like, and this is generous, maybe 15 pages of dialogue. I, I was going to go 20 and that, say generous. Yeah, yep. it's, yeah. it's maybe, because yep. there's really only one conversation that's more than a back-and-forth exchange. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the biggest back-and-forth exchange has no dialogue. Yes. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot of... Uh, the the whole movie needs to be, how should I put it? 
it's a movie that needs to be seen. You know, if I the, the the reason why I think the book that it's based on does have more story is because if they chose to isolate this story, it wouldn't really be anything mm-hmm. without the visual, without the sound. Mm-hmm. It's uh, that to me, yeah, that absolutely defines it as a movie. Movie. I, I mean, it's it show don't tell to um, maybe a larger degree than we've ever discussed on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's very little that's told to you in this. Mm-hmm. It's all shown to you. There's nothing that's told. No, to you. yeah, there's really no explanation. To all, it. Well, I, we were actually just before we started recording, we started discussing. The, uh, we, we always spoil these movies, so so this is a spoiler. That uh, this is an alien movie uh, to an extent, whether from outer space or not is unclear. But otherworldly or other be it's beings that are not humans, right? Are, are sort of the central figure of this, and it is not revealed to you that Scarlett Johansson is not human until the very, very end of the movie. And I commented that it's interesting as you're wa- watching it that I was able to process this as a plot line and understand mm. it because. Uh, it never really indicates that to you until the very end, mm-hmm. uh, but it indicates it to you all the time, all it's, over the place. When it's I first sat down, I had no without. idea really what yeah. it was at all. Like I didn't have any sort of background, but it just says. I mean, even the opening thing it's just clear. says something alien about yes. it visually, and you just there's a piece of me that it's almost like uh, I'm trying to think of a movie where I had this feeling, where where like I I wanted it to be that like yes in um. In a detention, when it starts hinting that there might be time travel, yeah. in my head I'm going, "Oh, is there time travel in this?" Oh, probably not. That's yep. just me being wishful thinking. And so, like, I almost want, like, oh, I want this to be aliens. Yeah. You know, it's yep. that, that fits into it. So here's my question for you, and this is where I think, uh, for a movie like this, it's important that we do this. Let's take turns. I want you to go first okay. because I've seen this twice now, and you've only seen it once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the story? Okay. Uh, tell me what happens, not necessarily scene by scene, but tell me her journey. Right. And, you know, so the movie, give me a minute monologue yeah. on her journey and I'll do what I think. So, the, so okay, so I think the movie opens with her becoming Scarlett Johansson for the first time. I think the movie opens with her taking that form mm-hmm. for the first time. And it would appear, I think, and you, you, we talked about this uh, uh, as it was happening just briefly, I think we see her with her own body, but you commented that it wasn't, that mm-hmm. it was someone else's body. I believe it is someone else's body. Interesting. But, well, tell me what you think, then I'll tell you what so, I so think. So I think it is her body, especially, and here's specifically why. That's the only scene that takes place on stark whiteness. Mm. Everything else we see that's otherworldly, quote-unquote, about the movie takes place on stark blackness. Mm-hmm. So there is something different about what she's doing and what's happening with the female body in the beginning. Mm. than what she's doing with the other bodies later in the movie. I think mm. I think that we are meant to think that that is something else is happening there. That is some other process. And in my mind, the process that I think what they were trying to show us is her becoming this person, right? Mm-hmm. Taking, taking their skin, essentially, somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we watch the journey of her uh, going out into humanity. Uh, and maybe she doesn't know why she's doing this. Maybe this is some sort of prime directive, right? If they are some other species, who knows? We're not given that information. Mm -hmm. But she is collecting humans, male humans, which is interesting. I'm not sure why specifically it's men, Mm -hmm. but she's collecting men. Uh, She's using sex to to collect them. Uh, Again, unclear why. Uh, Possibly just because that is an easy way to get humans, right? Mm -hmm. That, That is specifically 
an easy way to to snatch a human, right? To hunt a human is to find a form that is particularly attractive to other humans and bring them in, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's even an animal thing, right? Like we can look at the animal world, I think, and see that the way they use pheromones and things to sort of bring in their prey sometimes, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, and and then she essentially what I believe happens, it appears, is they they extract the 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 blood and guts of a human and process it into something mm. unclear what mm. they're processing humans into something but for some reason only their insides not their outsides there is something specific to the term under the skin mm-hmm. in this film again unclear what but there it is i think very clear in the imagery that like the skin is somehow discarded whereas everything internal is used for something or maybe mm. vice versa i guess is ostensibly the other thing, right? Because she is in someone's skin throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So maybe the skin is the important thing and the blood and guts is what's being disposed of. Unclear. Maybe they're using both. I don't know. Uh, but they seem to be separating them somehow and, and processing the blood and guts somehow and the, the skin, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what with, but she does use someone's skin as a suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it becomes... Now, I'm, this is where I'm very interested to hear your thoughts as well, but we'll, I'll let you get through your explanation of what you think too first. I think what happens is... Maybe she stays in this form for too long. Mm. Maybe they're not supposed to be in these bodies for very long because she seems to start to become overcome with a humanity. She seems to become overcome with a feeling of personness, of humanness, I think. Uh, And there are instances of like humans helping her that maybe give her this inclination that there's something else to humanity. So maybe she's just experimenting with the form. Maybe that's why she wants to eat. Maybe that's why she wants to fuck. Maybe that's why she wants to do these things. It's unclear to me, but I got the feeling that she was overwhelmed with the need to do those things at a certain point Mm. because she was actually sort of succumbing to the needs of a body, Mm. uh, uh, of of a humanity. Uh, she was experiencing the the experience of humanity for the first f- incrementally, little by little, and it was forcing her to sort of like tackle other aspects of it. You know, like when she mm. falls at one point, she sort of for the first time experiences this non-control of the form. Like she just falls over, and she suddenly does not have control of the body or the form for the first time. But then people help her up and right her again and steady her. And so now suddenly this being that she's just been capturing and sort of killing and experimenting on is actually like doing something for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's unclear if, 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 if she's then really experiencing actual humanity herself or if she's seeing them do something else she didn't expect them to. And so now she's experimenting with the form that she has. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which is happening, but I think one of those two things is happening. Uh, and then it gets to the point where uh, a man comes inside of her, I believe, and that seems to really freak her out. Uh, again, unclear why. I would imagine maybe that's a di- like a directive for them, that they're not supposed to cross genetically with humans for some reason mm-hmm. uh and she knows that's what she did and so she's afraid of that because then she goes running off into the woods where then she's attacked by a man and suddenly she seems afraid of humans which she never was before and it's unclear to me why because it seems she has power i mean she has that house where she can capture them right but i guess that doesn't necessarily mean that she has any power herself mm. So maybe that's why she was afraid of him, because she doesn't actually have any power, except that the house is its own power. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was a part of me that was like, why is she afraid of him? You know, she's clearly this other being. Like, I feel like she could maybe overpower him or something, but maybe not. 
Mm. That's not clear either. So maybe that is why she was afraid of him. Uh, but she is, she essentially experiences rape or a rape scenario to some extent uh, that results in in the suit coming undone uh, and the man burns her alive. Uh, and uh, throughout this whole thing, there is another one of these things, I assume, sort of working with her, mm. uh, maybe guiding her, maybe just working with her. It's unclear if he's above her, below her, in any sort of ranking system, if there is a ranking system. Uh, but he's event- eventually what happens is once she starts experimenting with the form, he's clearly not okay with that, and mm. he comes after her, uh, and I believe is after her. And then the movie sort of ends mm. there. I mean, does that... I think, well, I, I have a couple differing opinions, but I'll go through my run. Sure, through. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the movie opens to me with... Uh, this guy who I do believe is her superior okay. um, goes and picks up a body, but I don't think he's giving her the body because at the very end, it's clear that that's not skin. That's a suit right? with an active and almost, I guess we could assume, some sort of biologically robotic face mm-hmm. attached to it. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that it's skin, and it's clear when you see it's not her. Mm-hmm. This girl's supposed to look like her because they needed her clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, they needed something that fits. So that's mm-hmm. what this is, is that I, I think the very beginning is the arrival. Okay. Um, before, I don't want to say credits, there are no credits, right. but before that, when it's uh, before we hit the, the title card, yeah. um, we're just kind of treated to kind of spacey imagery that suggests um, a womb and suggests birth mm-hmm. and eventually becomes an eyeball as we mm-hmm. know it. So I think... That what we're seeing there is her assuming the form. Mm. She's just taking that girl's clothes. That mm. girl is paralyzed by whatever their technology is because mm. she begins to cry. And mm. um, the first mm. thing that Scarlett Johansson notices is that there's an ant on her. Mm-hmm. And she looks at it. She's fascinated by it. And I think that's the first inkling that is there's more here for us than just resources. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it seems to me what she's there to do is collect resources. Right. And that resources is flesh without skin. Right. Whatever that may be, right. that's part of the bigger story yep. that I don't care. Because yep. that's not what this is about. Yep. Um, so her method is she drives around and picks people up yep. and basically just is very flirty and seductive to bring back to her house, which is some sort of technologically vague trap mm-hmm. that prepa- that captures and prepares uh, these bodies for it. Uh, I don't know whether they only want male bodies. I'm just assuming that there are others that harvest. Right. And so maybe there's just a you know a whole bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. She's just good at getting males because she's taken a, a, a right. sexy form. Yeah. So this is happening, but as she's doing it, she's starting to realize that like some of these people are really nice. Mm-hmm. She meets a man that she downright pities and mm-hmm. sets free. And so as she's doing this, I don't think that well, it's... Well, that's this. when the guy comes after her, by the way, is exactly. when she sets that victim free. Well, she sets the one victim free, and there's the one guy that we see go into her house, and that's the one time we don't see what happens right. later on. Right. You know, the guy who's kind of skeptical. Yeah. So you actually almost wonder if he just said, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. The thing to me that is the hugest concern for her and her superior and why I think he's the superior is everything that they do is covering tracks. Mm -hmm. If she picks a guy up, she has to go all the way or else he can describe her. Mm -hmm. Um, When she tries to hit on the swimmer and then that disaster happens... The Wait, swimmer, what? When she's trying to hit on the, the guy who's swimming... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, When she tries to hit on him, you know, he, you know... He now sees her, knows what she looks like. He's the only one who doesn't drown in that one mm-hmm. sequence. Mm-hmm. So she clubs him and gets rid of him because mm-hmm. obviously he's going to explain to the mm-hmm. cops what happened and say, oh, there was another woman there. Mm-hmm. Now this suspicious off-the-grid woman. the crying baby is significant to some extent? I think the crying baby the only is totally significant. Witness. Because he's not going to... They couldn't be bothered. He's literally nothing to that yeah. guy. And at, her, at that point, why I think that scene's so important is... It's nothing to her. Mm-hmm. This is just, you know, it's like when I look at a slaughterhouse and think, mm, burgers, mm-hmm. you know, like 
there are cows there. It's, mm-hmm. There's sadness going on. But to her, her it's so removed. You mm-hmm. know, it's just whatever. And so when the guy cleaned it up, he grabbed all the clothes, did all that, mm-hmm. left the baby, because what's it to him? Mm-hmm. You know, it's an ant. Mm-hmm. And so that is, um, I don't think that it's, since I don't believe that she's taking actual human skin, I right. think this is some sort of their technology. Uh-huh. Um I don't think she's being overwhelmed by that, but I think she's being overwhelmed by by the experience of I'm being treated as part of mm-hmm. this social network. Mm-hmm. And that, as we all know, we make teams, we make mm-hmm. clubs. You mm-hmm. put 20 people in a room, they're yep. going to make two teams of 10 yep. and have something over it. You want to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's something that I think she starts to experience. Then starts to feel pity for these humans because she realizes they're having an experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's almost like when someone sees a slaughterhouse video and becomes a vegetarian. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. going through that sort of a personal mm-hmm. crisis, if you will. Uh, moreover, now, uh, you know, when she first uh, starts to show that regret is when they have that silent scene between mm-hmm. her and her superior, which I read as him just saying, like, dude, you're fucking up. Don't. You yeah, know, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. it. This is the yeah. last straw. I, I see that now. You know, but at the same time, what you were arguing about how there could be a subconscious transfer of information. Yeah. There's no evidence saying that it wouldn't. Right. And it totally plays that way. Yeah. And so what I think is happening here is that she's starting to have this. She starts to realize that the reason she's so good is at this job, mm-hmm. which it was what it is, a job, yeah. is that there's this thing she doesn't quite understand, which is sexual appeal, right. but she has it. Right. So then she wants to experiment with that, and right. I don't think the guy comes in her. You don't think so? I read it as, because he, he's getting ready to do it, and I think she realizes, I don't have that physiology. This is just a flap of skin over uh, my alien physiology, and that's why she starts looking at it like, oh uh, my God, I can't do this. Yeah. And we don't even see how that scene ends. She right. leaves. Right. But throughout this movie, and this is why the rape sequence to me is very significant, uh-huh. throughout the movie, she experiences both ends of, of humanity. Yes. When she trips and falls and gets rattled yep. and starts to wonder if she's even fitting in this body, people help her up. Mm-hmm. You know, when she's, uh, you know, when she was out with the one guy who was hitting on her, he was actually, in his own way, pretty charming. Yeah. He, was, he was the one that was kind of respectable to mm-hmm. her. You know, and like a lot of these guys she saw as victims and all mm-hmm. that. But... Then she gets almost carjacked, yep. sees that side of humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then she meets this guy in the woods, and within one person, he says, hey, be careful, it's kind of gnarly out mm-hmm. here. And then 10 minutes later, he's like, that lady's alone, I'm going to fuck her. Mm-hmm. And so she experiences all of this. So I-, I think how the movie ends for me is she's having an actual personal crisis, mm-hmm. but it's just at a bigger level because not only does she not know who she is, but she knows that she is not even one of what she's surrounded by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that that to me is what happened in the movie. Interesting. So yeah. I think we're on the same thing. I think so. I just, yeah. The we, second we, time we around, though, I was able to have more evidence to see certain things. And I, I actually think that you there is much more credibility to uh, your side of some of those things because you have the experience of seeing it a second exactly. time. Exactly. I was looking for a few more stuff. together. Yeah. Because it wasn't until an hour into the movie that I started to go like, oh, like when I first saw that the the scenes where she brings them into yeah. the house which are just beautiful Uh, and terrifying scenes yeah when those happen at first i didn't know if that was literally happening right or if it was a metaphor for she has sex with them a metaphor for she kills him whatever it is and then you know you do come to find out that it is literally what's happening oh i loved that but we are unable to really process what that is because it's too advanced it had this great like trippy imagery 
that was meant to be sort of advanced technology, essentially. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It was like really cool because it does have a dreamlike quality to it. Mm. Uh, but it, but she even but, says to the one guy, he says, "Am I dreaming?" She says, "Yeah, yeah, you're dreaming." Yeah, she's like, "I guess that's a way that you could describe this." You know, mm. uh, I I loved that about this that it, it sort of uses these very like um, loose, ethereal, practical images to to indicate a a a much more advanced, larger, crazier thing. You mm. know. Well, and actually, that's one thing that that I think is is interesting about this story, just being one facet of some large intergalactic yeah. thing. Which apparently that's what the book is. Right. The book actually, she has a name. I don't yeah. think anyone in this movie has yeah. a name. She has a name. You know, she has interactions. They they what her hierarchy is amongst yep. whatever it is she is. But in this, we don't even abjectly nope. get what she is. Nope. But there are two motorcycle guys, and they split off on two separate paths. I noticed that. There's more. Yeah, that to me is like the once again invasion yeah. of the body snatchers when they're shipping the pods out. It's just yeah. there's a bigger thing that we haven't even seen yet. We're not gonna see, but that's scary to me. And there was only one shot that was like that because yeah. it's the same motorcycle guy every time we see a motorcycle guy. Mm. But then it was towards the end of the movie there was one shot where it was two motorcycle guys. Well, there in was tandem, also there's one where there's two in line followed behind the camera, which was oh, mounted right. on a motorcycle yes, for right. style, yes, but yes. could easily be suggested that it's another that's motorcycle. The other guy, yeah. So a third guy. Yeah. And so that's a third girl that he's the, you know, the clean. They're essentially the cleanup crew yep. and also kind of the manager is what it seems. Yeah. They're almost like the pimps of the situation, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, and, um, and even visually, they play that way. You know, mm -hmm. they, they in a way, when uh, the guy who had the fibro, whatever it's called, neurofibro. I'm not sure what that's called, but I, I know what you mean, yeah. The guy who was disfigured that mm -hmm. she inevitably lets go. That is almost, you know, when he goes, he, he roughs that guy up, throws him in the trunk. We don't know what he does, but yeah. it's. You owe her what was supposed to be paid, right. which at that point was your flesh. But yeah. you know, in a way, he does act yeah. as the pimp to that. That was a that was a badass sequence. That too. was a when he just, sequence. The like the just the way it was shot with like the 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 motorcycle skidding into the road, and he just punches the window oh, yeah. and like pops the it, trunk. Yeah, it takes was care like, of it. There was a real intensity to that sequence that a lot of the movie didn't have. But Do I you think know what a I mean? lot of that says something too about how advanced these beings are, because he had no reason to know why that guy would be arriving in that backyard at that moment. He just knew. Yep. This also says to me why I don't think it's an actual physical thing that she's becoming human. Mm -hmm. It's more she's just becoming a part of it. Is mm -hmm. because. This guy's been in a human form for longer than her. I, I, I that, and he's just as cold and calculated. Yeah, you know, she just. I uh, knew that was a, a a thorn in my argument for yeah, like yeah, she's yeah. becoming one uh, as I was watching it, but I couldn't really, I just couldn't see another side to it. But you, oh, yeah. I think your side makes much more sense. But it also suggests something, and I don't know if this is even a, a gender politic thing, but mm -hmm. you, you, we can't know what gender if there were any if there genders. Even is a gender, yeah. That she was. I mean, of course, she's designed even at the end when they show her true being. It looks feminine, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like her sudden turn on humanity has a very, uh, uh, what's the word, a matriarchal feel. It has yes. a bene like the, a mother's benevolence to mm -hmm. it. And this guy is cold and calculated doing his job. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you might rip his skin off and he looks exactly the same, too. I kind of think know. you do. Yeah, I, exactly. That, that's the impression Because of like the fact that they understand the, the, the camouflage aspects and the attraction aspects of sex, but she's clearly confused by yes. sex as an act itself, I, I which agree. is what the whole gender she's, thing is She's from. confused by her own body. Yeah, There's yeah. that great sequence where she doesn't even seem to understand what it is about this amazing body that she's in mm. that attracts the other sex the way it does. Mm -hmm. She just does it as, you know, the way that we do a duck call. You right. know, it's just, mm -hmm. it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
Yeah, and so I think that's interesting to to wonder if they're completely gender free right. uh, beings, but they do understand. You know, it's the, we we put pheromones on on a fake deer to attract deer, but like, do I understand deer sexuality? Not at all. Not a fucking Not chance. And there's no bit. way I could. You know, and so for them to take that another level, where these are beings from another. Another reality of sorts, we'll say, because yeah. there's no specific. Exactly, it's not clear yeah. if this is outer space. If this is, it's, it's unclear. Which is, I, I love that about this. I think cool. that's fine. Mm. Uh, you know what word kept coming to mind to me the whole time we were watching this? And this is going to sound strange. It was tone poem. You know what a tone poem is? If you, I've heard, heard the heard phrase. That? I mean, I don't think I could define it, but I think I get the idea. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, and, and that's even where I'm at too. But conceptually, the way I understand it is just sort of like it's you know you're not. It's not a poem of words where I'm I'm directing you to think about an idea because I'm using these words to make you think of that idea. I'm sort of conjuring a feeling in you mm-hmm. through sound, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of this movie has that ef- had that effect on me mm-hmm. uh, in in both a visual and and aural way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I, lo- I kind of loved that about it. I, I we've talked about this a lot recently. Is sort of this language of film that we now have. We're mm. we're over a century into making movies. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? So we well, have. And there's a physical manipulation. Even if um, what's the name of that movie? Irreversible. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No. The director of that movie, Gaspar Noe, he did like Enter the Void. Oh yes, I've never seen his movies. great flicks. But yeah. they're I and mean, they're like really oppressive, artsy fartsy, but like trying to aggressively uh, make you feel. Mm-hmm. Sometimes make you feel gross. Sometimes make you feel charged up. Mm-hmm. But in uh, Irreversible, there, he actually has a tone hidden throughout the whole movie mm-hmm. that is one of those like you know when you walk into a room and there's a TV on, you just know it. Yes. But you but there's no yeah. you know did you hear that? Mm-hmm. He put that into the movie to mm-hmm. make you feel ill while watching it. That would and make me so, feel ill, yeah. But like, it's it's not that it's there, but it like it it, it works artistically yeah. with the tone of the movie. Like, you don't walk in and just feel ill. No, I know what you mean though. Yeah, there's a genuine physical response, and like, that's an aspect of film that when it began wasn't, mm-hmm. and now is. And I think this movie uses that to you know when I think about this movie, the first thing that I hear is that music cue. Yeah, and then I start thinking about the scene, and then I get scared. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah. music's what sets it off. Yeah, it's, it's wild. The music's great in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that I mean, it it just it. Uh, I mean, we we looked up uh, the director, and he, you know, among uh, just a couple of films, uh, Sexy Beast and and Birth. Uh, he was also a, a music video director. It looks like he did a lot of Blur and uh, Radiohead music like videos. Uh, and you you can you can see that that this is a in the same way you can see it in Fincher's work too. That this is somebody who came from a world of having to tell stories without uh, dialogue. You know, stories with just the visual and the and the and the sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he really, I, I commented early into the movie that like the what makes a movie like this work is a director that has a very assured visual style, mm-hmm. a very assured hand because probably the first 20 minutes of this movie doesn't have any connective tissue. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. It's just it, pictures. It, it does, but it doesn't. And you know? this is the ultimate in trusting your audience. Yes. Cause I can think of, I could probably list off 25 people that I know that 15, 15 minutes into this movie would just be like, this is fucking stupid yep. Yep. because they don't want to put the, the legwork into understanding. Exactly. It. And I can see that happening to a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know. And that's and that, in a way, could be argued that that's a flaw of the movie. But I, I don't. 
I don't think, I don't so. think so. I yeah. think it's just a you're the wrong audience, then go home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, and, and also because I think that then this is doing something interesting. This yeah. is taking... It's not a welcoming movie. It's not supposed to be. Well, and it's also, like, it, it, it's taking this medium that we've been building for a century and using the language of it that we've been building and tweaking and manipulating and changing and, and our brains as people, like, we, we really have, I think, been adapting to. We've, we've you know, we grew up, you and I grew up in oh, an yeah. age of of uh, a, a, a new age of cinema where things were much faster and much quicker and much louder mm-hmm. than they had ever been before. Uh, and so we, you know, our, our brains are adapted to that visual language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this movie really, you know, it doesn't use that specific language, but it does sort of take this idea of like a visual language that our brains now can comprehend and understand and tells us a story with it. Absolutely. You know? And because it, it's not literally telling you a story. No, no. You know, it's showing you it's it's actually it's weird because I just said it's not a very uh inviting movie because mm-hmm. it's not it's it's not a movie that can that would have broad appeal outside of people that are searching for something that that is artistic like mm-hmm. this but in that way it's it's not so much that it's inviting it's uh it's like the movie equivalent of like you know i'm not invited to the party mm-hmm. but i happen to stumble into it mm-hmm. and they're gonna let me stay yeah, yeah you yeah. know where it's like we're not gonna explain this to you but while you're here you're more than welcome to, to watch yeah yeah and that's because it how should i put it I, I mean, I guess it does have a beginning and end because we do see her essential birth and then her, yeah, you know, her inevitable death. death. Essentially, I think. And yeah. so, oh, definitely her death. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah, it's just, but but at the same time, it's such a small part of a a larger story that that it is almost like you just showed up and it was like, oh, you just got here. She just showed up. Check this out. Yeah. You know, like there's there's none of that. And it de- and you're right. It does have a definitive beginning. It has a definitive end. Uh, and I think because of that. The the overall experience is a narrative. It's a mm. full narrative that you fully understand and well, grasp. Well, it does have three acts. I mean, yeah. there's the harvesting, yep. and that's when we learn about the process. Mm-hmm. Then there's the, uh, you know, I'm starting to doubt this. Yes. And then there's let's try being human, yep. and then it ends. You know, like yeah. that's she goes through a three-act structure. Absolutely. Like, I think, well, uh, I was about to say, I think I could probably put uh you know my parents in front of this movie Mm. uh you know my dad is 63 or 64 right like i think i could sit him in front of this movie and by the end of it i think he'd be able to sit here and give us the same rundown we we gave at the top of the show he'd be able to give us the same rundown of this movie but i think it would be harder to get him to sit through it and trust it to get him there absolutely but it would this My movie, dad would never watch this, right. but if I forced him to watch it, he'd at least know what happened. It would. Yeah. This movie, it does. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. what I think is so fascinating about it is it really is a story. It's a full structure is there. It's a mm-hmm. story. It's a narrative, and it gives you the whole thing. But you have to trust it, and you have to know that the language that we now have, that we've been building all this time, is there, and it's going to take you there, and you will be able to process it, and you will register all of it. And once you get to the end of it in the full picture, it's not just a series of images. You know? Oh, it's yeah. Not, it is something, but... It 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 it, it is the, what's again what's so interesting about it is it is just a series of images mm-hmm. that that this director was so craftily able to sort of build into a narrative. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of beautiful in that way. I don't know. It's a I, montage almost. Yeah. It it really is like a full montage movie. But, oh, it's so beautiful. I really oh, yeah. was like I commented like every frame of this movie seems so meticulously crafted mm-hmm. and Actually, i'm and curious to see who the the uh, cinematographer was yeah yeah it's because it's full of all kinds of stuff oh, that's it, probably something that i'd never even heard of it, it, it's full of things like there were scenes that reminded me of the fountain in the way that we were clearly watching these just minuscule practical effects 
blown up on a big screen to look like something they weren't and invoke the feeling of something that it wasn't. Like there was even this, there's this great sequence early in the movie of a guy on a motorcycle riding head on into traffic in the middle lane. So he's driving the opposite direction of traffic right in the middle of the lane. And there's some dude, Daniel Landon. Okay. He's done nothing that I uh, really know. And there's all these taillights going by and, and it's, it looks essentially like space travel in 2001 A Space Odyssey is what it looks like. And I think that was purposeful. Yeah, I do too. Um, one of the things that's cool about that scene too also says a lot about that character that you wouldn't get until later is anonymity mm-hmm. because he's jet black riding in the in between two opposing lanes of traffic yep. just going the wrong way. And honestly, if you were driving down the street, you wouldn't know, know until he passed you. Mm-hmm. But it also creates like we don't even see his face. Yeah. We just see the lights going by and it is a dead ringer for let's enter hyperspace. Yes. You know, it's, it's exactly what that looks like. Yeah. And I think that that to me is why I said when we were talking in the kitchen downstairs that even though it doesn't outwardly say alien unless right. you know the source material... That, to me, in conjunction with that weird birthy sequence yep. at the beginning, says to me, you know, very directly alien. Outer space. Without literally I saying agree. it. Yeah. yeah, it just it just had that feel to it. You and know? That, I think that's amazing. I think that is actually, like, kind of amazing about this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really, really enjoyed the experience of watching it because it was just every frame was invoking something in me. I, I was understanding a story that was not being told. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and that's kind of amazing to me that it was able to do that. And it's not like this is the only movie that's ever done that. You know what I mean? I, I know I've seen things like this that have just invoked I would actually once again throw one of our favorites out there. There were a couple sequences that were very much upstream color. Yes. Where it's just like... We're not going to tell you what this is. Mm-hmm. We're not interested in telling you what nope. this is. And whatever you say it is, you could be right. You figure it out. Yeah. Like there's and but still at the at the end of the day, even if we had a completely conflicting idea, we're still thematically and 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 physically even on the same page yeah. as to what the movie's yeah. trying to do, which is that's such a weird almost contradictory thing to say, but it is a very palpable thing. Like mm-hmm. it is indeed there. Yeah. Um you know, you get a good line in a script that'll stick with you. Oh yeah. And but this doesn't have any opportunity mm. for that, but more so than than some of the more verbose movies that I've seen in recent recent memory, this just stuck with me and it was a sound cue that always sets off my fear and discomfort when I think about it. I, I can I mean we we did just watch it, so maybe that's why it's super fresh in my brain, but mm. I, I can distinctly pull image after image after oh, image yeah. out of my head right now. That's the that was the other thing is most movies I see them once. Six months later it's like all right, I I think I can kind of put it together. Yeah. I could have told beat for beat this story mm-hmm. for the last six months just because it was so striking. That it that it caused that that imprint, you know, yeah. it's there. It's almost like an earworm. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's a, it was stuck in my head. Yeah. I, I would think about it, it at work and just feel that feeling again. Uh, I, Weird. I there's no way I'm the first person to make this pun, but I th- I, I knew it halfway through the movie uh, uh, that everybody oh, yeah. should be making this pun, but yeah, it gets I under your know. skin. It does. It, it gets under your it skin. It really does. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. I think that that's an interesting. Uh, that that means three things. That title. Mm-hmm. One is precisely that it gets under your skin. Yeah. Two is she is under a skin yes. that is not hers, and three she's there to mine what is hidden under human skins yes. for physical needs. So it's pretty cool. Uh, it, it is actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it covers all of it. Yeah. Uh, this is something that I think is probably the hugest testament to this, and it's going to sound crass and it's going to sound trite, but I think it is a huge thing. This is not the Scarlett Johansson got naked movie. No. 
It is. Yeah. But it's not. No one talks about that. No one mentioned that. I've not heard anybody talk about that. Anybody who recommends this movie, like, that is an afterthought told in jest. Yep. That is never the thing. It was never in the press as, like, Scarlett Johansson shows all. Yep. You know, and the thing is, she shows full frontal nudity a lot. Mm -hmm. And she's one of the most sought after uh, physical properties in Mm -hmm. the world of fanboyism. Mm -hmm. But this movie doesn't doesn't do that. And I think there's, there's two reasons why. Uh, one is just because perhaps not so many people saw it, mm-hmm. and two is that it's undeniably artistic. Yeah, there's nothing sexual or pornographic about it that that is exploitative. Yeah, the th- sexual the sexuality of it is done in a way that that due to the functionality of how she's doing it because this is just a means to an end mm-hmm. for her and not, you know, it's not a sex act. There is no sex act. It's just the the right. flirtation. You know, be, because of that. Even when they show her nudity, it's not done in a way that has any sort of eroticism. Mm-mm. In fact, it scares me because all I'm thinking is, oh, she would have gotten me. Yeah, yeah, You know, this alien would have absolutely harvested my organs with no effort. It, the, there is, like, a fascinating aspect to her sexuality in this movie because mm-hmm. I don't, like, I kept wanting to say, like, this movie doesn't sexualize her because I, I didn't get that feeling any time I was seeing her body that, like, it was mm-hmm. trying to show her off to me. Yeah, and I never was like, oh, damn. Right. You know, you never feel At that. It just goes. At the same time... It is absolutely trying to sexualize her, just not for like any dirty purpose like yeah. that. The point is that like this is a distinctly sexy body. This mm-hmm. is a distinctly uh, uh, it, it is a sought after figure, mm-hmm. right? And and she's sort of blessed with it, I guess you could say, quote unquote, in the sense that like this is just a suit that yeah, she's in. Yeah. Uh, and it works to her advantage. But you wonder, like, the suit, was it designed by these beings exactly. to be attractive Ex- to us? Exactly. And that's crazy. Exactly. And, uh, and and that's why you have the, that's why there's that great moment where, like, she's bearing all. It's like full frontal nudity, uh, but it's mostly you're given the feeling, you're feeling what she's feeling, mm-hmm. which is just she's inspecting it. Yeah, she's yeah. looking at the curves and the things. You're that asking are... yourself, what is it about this yes. that causes that reaction? Exactly. And it's yeah. crazy. Exactly. Because I know. Well, actually, you know what? I don't know. No. I feel it. I, I, exactly. um, I when I like I, the female form is wonderfully mm-hmm. gorgeous mm-hmm. and it's physically attractive. And that one in particular, I mean, that is one of the that's points. one that, that I I'm madly desirous is, is, of. Yeah. Yep. She's been in the bank for years. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, but in this, like, there there's there was no. Yeah, but you know, why? Like, what is it? For, like, when I saw the, the movie you know. Trance and Rosario Dawson walks in the room completely naked, it, you know, it it does fit the story. But there was a piece of me that was like, "Oh shit, yes." <laughs> and I find her not nearly as attractive as I find Scarlett Johansson. Sure. But that never happens once. Mm-hmm. You know, never once. Yeah. And do I was I like yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you just know, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy, and it, it, it I it's crazy to me that it simultaneously is able to sexualize her, but in a way that. Is more intellectualizing the idea of sexuality than mm-hmm. than sexualizing her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's 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 trying to make you consider what is it about this that is sexy, and why why does it make you feel that way, and and mm-hmm. what are you supposed to do with that? You know what I mean? Like I do mm-hmm. think it is supposed to make you think through the very process of sex and sexuality and attraction. Oh, absolutely, you know. And she and she sees all of it because she sees. Um, these guys that absolutely cannot resist but to be with her. Mm-hmm. Um, the first guy kind of just blows her off. He's yeah. got to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she sees a guy who, because of the skin he has, the yes. guy who has the messed up face, mm -hmm. has a completely different view of it and mm -hmm. almost doesn't understand it. Which is an, a crazy scene unto itself because she doesn't understand it but does know how to use it. Yep. And he's completely lost and just yeah. you know torn up of it. And then she meets a rapist. Yeah. And so it's like there are so many different ways to respond to the the gift of sexuality, yes. if you will, that yeah. her uh, her beings don't have, but right. but humans do have. Yeah, and so and you know, like I said, it's like hunting. When we spray pheromones on stuff, we're not going to understand it, but we know it's a means to get to get the prey. That that was a layer of this that we've been like I think dancing around and talking about, but we haven't like uh, made explicit. Is like mm. there's this idea that like you know i, I kind of think that these beings crafted that body because they know that body is good it's, for it's hunting it's designed yeah it's it's good for hunting. you wonder if there's three other scarlett johansson right. lookalikes running around in different parts of the right. country doing the same thing or the equivalent of that in exactly. maybe a male form or an older form or mm -hmm. a, you know what i mean like uh but the so like there is i think an idea that like these beings crafted that body for hunting purposes because mm -hmm. they know how effective it is absolutely at being desired 100 percent. Right? but like, honestly that's like a 99 percent yeah. success rate guaranteed I, right. and that doesn't even seem exaggerated to me because that's what scares me most about this movie is that i would have gotten into that car and gone into that dark yeah. room and gotten sucked up into the weird machine like that yeah like they're like absolutely no yeah. resistance yeah it's, but the the, the the point I'm trying to make is so they so they I, I do think it's created for the purpose of hunting right like that's why they make this perfect body, mm. but in doing so they put one of themselves in that perfect body and are forced to question what that means. Oh yeah, yeah. like what like there's more to this. Like what? Why does it bring them? Why does it? Why does this milkshake bring all the boys to the yard? Oh yeah, yeah. You and know well, what I mean? and then there's also the you know, and you got to ask the question like. She does feel like a part of something, but mm -hmm. I mean, there's been so many times in my life as a younger man when I was a young hormonal maniac, one of the most attractive things about a woman to me was that she liked me back. Yep. And so to have this this being that suddenly feels this just heaps of desire mm -hmm. being thrown upon her, mm -hmm. and she's doing no effort except yep. just existing yep. and being nice, really. Yep. And to have that heaps of desire, you know, there's a couple ways to respond to it, but one of them is to question it and want to explore it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that's a, that, there's nothing more natural than that. So in that way, you know, she's very human. Mm -hmm. And that it's it's it, I, see that that to me was like the hardest part to swallow the first time I saw this movie was when it ended. I was I I, I was left. You, uh, like for for example, that third act when she starts to explore what it is to yeah. be human, it started to drag for me. It, it does a little. And bit, then I think. once it got to the end, and then I started thinking about it, I realized that that part where it dragged was actually essential. Yeah, you know, it was actually perhaps the most compelling part once you mm -hmm. get the mechanics of what she's doing out yes. of the way, and that is really where the story is a story to me. That's where the character work's done, and so it was just a strange movie because I left feeling slightly empty. But then going, you know, before even going into a, into it a second time, I bumped it up a couple stars because, mm -hmm. you know, I began to think about that. Watching it a second time, I could have sat through 20 more minutes of it just because, you know, now that I get it and I'm really thinking about the psychology of it, uh, the questions that I had before are answered, but I have these new, more compelling yes. questions that, that you know, I, I, could, I could give a shit about whether they succeeded mm -hmm. harvesting stuff or if they're trying to save their planet or mm -hmm. whatever the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. The whole story is just... You know, what what does this mean for me as a human mm -hmm. to witness a human tourist? You know, it's yeah. it's in a very with with a somewhat human psychology based on a non human physiology. Like that's that's 
it's insane. You yeah, know, that, that is insane to me. But you, you know what? What is humanity? Yeah, it, the uh, I. I I had the same experience as you did watching it. Like I, I re- like there was a point where I, I remember distinctly thinking at one point, I was like, I kind of think I might've liked this movie better if it was literally an hour and a half of her picking these guys up and putting them through the machine. Same here. Cause the machine sequences are so beautiful and mm. interesting. And, and I, I like, but see I, the flaw there is then the question of the movie is what does it all mean? I know. But, and the movie's not interested and that's the in that. Thing. Yeah. Like there was a point in this movie where I was like, I don't know if I care about all this stuff that she's doing now. Like I, I I'm more interested in like, what is going on with those machines? What are they? Mm. What's, but when you get to the end and you real you sort of get the full picture of what this story is about and what is happening to this creature and this being, it is m- infinitely more fascinating mm-hmm. that it starts exploring the idea of being human. Mm-hmm. That is much more interesting than whatever oh, yeah. the hell is going on inside that house. There's so much more to it. What's impressive to me is that I've seen so many like you know a space opera. Yeah. That says that that takes two and a half hours of zipping through worlds and laser guns yep. and all of that to make a simple commentary. Mm-hmm. And this one, you know, we don't even leave the planet. Nope. This is a movie all about humans, yep. and it only has two people that aren't human in it. Yep. And it says, you know, it makes that point in a, I don't want to say more efficient way because that's not the word. Um, it makes that point in a way that that th- because of the setting, I find more relatable. I think in a way that makes you. F- feel more mm-hmm. uh and and makes you you um think more about yourself and more about your place mm. here you know like in, in the movie you're describing that's like a space opera i don't you know it might uh, um be driving at the same ideas and yeah. the same ideas might be there and i think it'll but have they a... don't personalize them for you you know what i mean like yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. you don't hit them in the well, same it, at the end way. of the day it'll just be like you know uh always you know it'll have like a, a moralistic thing that's like always trust your friends right, or family yeah. is so important whereas this one i don't think i could sum up a single sentence no. of what it was emotionally trying to do but you know i, I don't think that would be possible and in, i don't think it wants a, you to do Star that War. i think yeah. it does just want you to to think about your humanity and and what that is mm. yeah you it doesn't really mean? have any sort of no. pointed moral no i think it just wants you to consider yourself you know mm. and consider your place in the greater community mm. i think I, I think you know well i mean it could be taken many ways i mean you could you could even distill it down to this is just a movie about how we treat animals right yeah you yeah, could distill absolutely. it down to this is a movie about uh you know, just about gender politics uh-huh. and, and what is sure. sexual attraction. You could say this is, you know, this is a movie that is about finding oneself. Mm-hmm. This is a movie about losing oneself. Mm-hmm. And I think every single one of those is valid and back up, you know, able to be backed up with with examples. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but why can't it be all those things? You know, I, by right, not I having agree. a lofty aspiration of trying to give you a how-to on those things, instead it's just showing you a different angle with which to look at it. And that is what I like about a movie like this, is it uh, it leaves itself open for us to have these conversations Absolutely. and put these ideas out there about it, and it can be all of these things. It's mm. not a linear space opera that only lets oh, yeah. us feel one way about it, you know? Mm. Uh, and why it's infinitely more interesting for it not to answer a lot of the questions it poses. Mm-hmm. And And it's... What's weird is I don't think there are any direct questions. You know, it's not like a lost where you're like, well, what happened with this? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. None of the questions I have are really about the science questions. of the movie. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. are no science questions. It's all about the, all about the story. It's, you know, it's, it, it, it's, uh, 
yeah, the questions that I have are not ones that I would want to ask of the filmmaker. They're not narrative. They're questions. ones that I want to ask of my friends. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. that's how did this make you feel? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And this, and and honestly, if you want to take this down to, if we eliminate all of this deep stuff that we're getting into, as a visceral sci-fi slash horror movie, yeah, I think it's pretty effective. It's I, really it's good. It's scary. It's it's got some cool imagery, and and I think the fact that they shot a lot of it just by. You know, just randomly having her pick up people, mm-hmm. you know, and then later explaining like we're gonna use this for a movie. Can yeah. we can we show your boner in a sci-fi scene? Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, you know that's a. Uh, of course, that throws back into the you know that actually gets a lot of the humanity of it because we get to see some really genuine reactions. Where you know, for sure. some people give directions, some people. The one guy pops his hat off, fixes his hair, yep. and all that. And kudos to her because no matter what, uh, to to Scarlett Johansson as an actress, because no matter what they're their uh, reaction was mm-hmm. her reaction had to be kindness and mm-hmm. interest and that that's wild but to jump back to what i said though on a physical level it's just fucking scary it's a good it, effective it sci-fi yeah. movie i like i this is a movie i could see myself wanting to just like watch because it's such an enjoyable experience to take in mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. like even though it's not even really about anything enjoyable actually if you think about that like there's not a lot of uh, uh joy in this movie i guess you know uh it's the the as a film as just filmmaking it's it's beautiful it's oh, like, yeah. it's, it's really and the, and the sound and the vi- like the way everything again what we love why we call this show movie movie the thing we love about movies is it's all of these facets, right? Mm-hmm. The the look of the actors and the 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 way it's lit and the way it's shot and the effects and the the sound, all of it together. It this is one of those movies. It's like a full package of those things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it has it has everything. And I mean, I think the only thing that you could that you could say it doesn't have that you that would take away from the movie movie points is it really doesn't have much of a script. Right. But not because like this isn't me saying like oh there's no script here. Like yeah, there's a story and all that, but I don't think this is a movie that required a script so much no. as it required just that the movie feels like it's it's in observance of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like we're observing behaviors, mm-hmm. so in a way it's an experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, as long as each scene they have mapped out is completed, mm-hmm. th- then there is no script that's mm-hmm. needed. So, you know, and in that way, it might even make it more of a movie movie because they managed to work around the the idea of needing to have a, an yeah. expository script. It's just, you know, it's... That's one of the things I loved about this is there is there is no exposition None. whatsoever There's one scene movie. where there could be exposition and not a word is spoken. Nope. And this is this, a scene that we had talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, when she first starts having these feelings of maybe what I'm doing is ethically wrong, mm-hmm. uh, she meets up with her superior motorcycle guy. Yep. And she's just standing silently in a room mm-hmm. and he gives her the stare down. Mm-hmm. And she looks up at him think you know, with a look that just says like, you know, I, I get you. Mm-hmm. And he gives her a look that says, you better get me mm-hmm. and leaves. And that to me said that told the whole story yep. of he's her superior. She has to do this. She's starting to not do her job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just throws another cog in the yeah. in the machine. It's that's that was a ton of exposition and literally no words. Yeah. And then the other scene that connected to it when she looks in the mirror and yes. actually sees herself as human. Mm-hmm. When he looks in later in that same mirror I think he just puts together that I think you're right, she yeah. trapped the uh, the uh, guy with the physical uh, physical deformities. Mm-hmm. She trapped him, saw her face, thought, you know, he's human just like me, mm-hmm. just in some skin. Let him go, and I yep. think he saw that, you know, and re- yep. you know, you get the feeling that perhaps her and him, you know, know each other well in their original yeah, well, form, but you that, don't know. You just said something that's very interesting to me, which is that. Uh, 
her experience in this is essentially realizing that like this is just skin mm-hmm. like maybe what wherever she's from and whatever community she's in where she's from is not that vastly different mm-hmm. from the human community mm-hmm. and the only thing that's different is the way we look right so like she's suddenly that's clearly not the only thing that's different but oh, no, but she, I mean, that's a huge she, thing yeah she's noticing some similarities maybe as mm-hmm. the movie goes on and suddenly realizes like this is ju- this is literally just a suit. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's also a being underneath it that Absolutely. is not that different. It from has me. thoughts and goals yeah. and fears yeah. and hopes and all yeah. of that, you know. And like, I have drive. That's us. why I'm here trying to farm these things. Oh, absolutely, they have drive. There was a uh, this, I, and I remember this because back in the day, I was a vegan and I read <laughs> a lot of paperwork on veganism. But there was a quote from Paul McCartney that always stuck uh, stuck with me. They asked him why he was a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and he said, "I went fishing, mm-hmm. and there was a fish that we caught, and it was." on the deck just gasping for air and dying and i thought that thing wants to live just as much as i would want to live in this situation and he's like and that was the moment where i thought ah, oh, you know what i really can't do this anymore yeah and so i think in a way she almost had that exact yep. thought like that resonated where she thought this thing has thoughts just like me yep. and i have thoughts just like it yep you know, and that's why the the very early scene where she lets those people drown and just observes passively calls her cleanup guy leaves the baby yep. bounces out you know it's just that's my job. Did it. Good mm-hmm. job. You know, pat me on the back. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that's it, those scenes show that that she has the capacity for complete indifference. Yeah. And then that's chiseled away by the experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, that, it's, it's fascinating that like it took us this long or in my mind, it like took me that long to put it together. Because I feel like we've been since we started this episode talking exactly about that idea without saying that idea. In a way, you could even call this a movie about stereotypes. Yeah. Because when you see someone, you immediately assume that they are one thing and Mm -hmm. then you get to know them and you go, wow, I... I was wrong. You know, yeah. I, 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 I had a completely different idea based on nothing. Yeah. And so she enters the world and it's just time to get some, some meat or whatever it is. Yeah. And yeah. Suddenly it was like, oh, these people are kind of cool. Yeah. You know? Like, this is interesting. Yeah. That, it's funny that it is sort of like a great parallel for just like vegetarian, you know, vegetarianism. Really anything. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's got a lot going on in, in, in that department of just yeah. having a preconceived notion about something and then having it shattered. Yeah. And, and what's weird, what's, even more compelling to that is that, as I said before, she doesn't just see humanity at its most humane. Right. She really runs the gamut yes. of some of the best and worst people Absolutely. you can run into. You know, she meets helpful people. She meets carjackers. She meets, you know, meek, deformed folks. She meets a rapist and still at the end of the day sees enough of a parallel that, you know, you wonder on their planet, you know, there are probably really good folks Mm-hmm. you know of their species or wherever it is they're from right. there are really bad folks there are criminals there are right. saints you know or it's even if she's from let's say she's from a race of pu- of pureness mm-hmm. right let's say she is from a race where there is nothing bad maybe mm-hmm. it's all good uh honestly i don't think that can be argued because of their methods of of uh you, you of, could be uh, right I, i'm talking more theoretically even if yeah, that yeah, was yeah. true uh, she would still recognize those good parts, and the, the part of the experience that she's having in this is recognizing the good parts of humanity. So even if she's from a place that's totally pure, there is nothing bad. Mm-hmm. She's still having the experience of recognizing those slivers of goodness, absolutely, amongst even amongst the badness. Oh, absolutely, that are making her relate. She and, sees the value of I mean? carrying yeah, the light. Yeah. yeah, that's the point I was trying to make. Because I, I agree no, with you. I, 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 I know what you're saying. I agree. Yeah. That's because uh, I do agree with you. I think the what they do is evidence enough that like. Like there's, exactly. there's not a pureness to you know exactly and that and that's what 
but also at the same time that makes it so relatable to yes, them because exactly. I get that you know like I I really do I feel guilt burger. sometimes about eating a steak, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day. I'm the superior being, right. mm-hmm. which is such a fucked up, selfish thing to do. But you know that's just the way it is. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's crazy because that's the mentality that that kept like slavery for so long, mm-hmm. which was just oh well, you know, people are doing it. Let's just do it because it helps the business. You know, I I just realized another thing that uh brings your vegetarian your vegetarian. I keep want to say vegetarianism. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we ar- know what you mean. Uh, argument into focus, which is that uh, the the truly horrifying sequence when we finally see what's going on inside the machine is of the meat being sucked out of sausage casings. Yep. It's literally like what's left is just skin the way it would be on a case of sausage. Yep, and a face. Yeah. You often and and it makes me wonder too that those skins that are left over floating in the pool of whatever, there's your design for the suit. Yep. You know, cuz when she pulled the suit off, it was just skin. Yep. I mean, it was it definitely wasn't skin cuz it was like a rubberized textural thing, a suit, but it also had like the head attached skull face, so it's you know, you can tell they've been doing this a while, yeah. and we're able to design based on that. You know, yeah. this this is this is a if, as it were, this is a in being less of a beam of light anal probe sort of yeah. alien abduction. This almost seems more technologically advanced. Yeah, because they've gone beyond flying in saucers and oh, stealing yeah. hicks. Now we can get in the nitty gritty, mm-hmm. find some actual people, and you know, and trap them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a uh, it's why when hunters, you know, use lures and stuff, it's okay. But if a hunter was flying in a helicopter with an enclosed pen of deer just shooting them, that's not hunting. Right. You know, that's not sport. Right. And so it is more advanced for them to have this camouflage to just attract humans into essentially doing the dirty work themselves. Yep. These people do their own damage. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas you could you could argue that back in the day they hovered over a trailer park and sucked up Joe Bob and you know <laughs> right. gave him a probe. You know, yeah. who's gonna believe him? In this yeah. one, it's there's no point uh i i thought scotland was a really interesting setting for this oh yeah i think the director is scottish okay um i know sexy beast was scottish and i had a lot of scottish actors and actresses but it was a good setting for it yeah um it's it's almost bleak to the point of being quaint yeah and so by comparison this even non not that futuristic view of this technologically advanced species still seems so much shinier and slicker and more technologically advanced, even though they don't really display any sort of, mm. you know, machinery or sleekness. Right. It's, it's wild. Yeah. It, I just, it was like, um, you know, it's a, it's a particular, particularly oppressive part of our planet. I would say, you know, mm. it's, it seems like it's always raining. It's always foggy. It's, uh, it's rarely ever just like daytime, you know what I mean? It's like even when it's daytime, it looks sort of just like dusk. You yeah, know? it's gloomy and, yeah. and gnarly, uh, and it's beautiful. Ru- oh, it's gorgeous! <laughs> it's like it, amazingly it, it beautiful. Was gorgeous. Uh, but uh, I did like it as the setting for this, you know, little alien invasion that's happening because mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's a place where uh, I, I could see her not immediately recognizing the humanity. You oh, know, absolutely! I could see her, and also making this meat. You know, if you for think like about it from a, like a business realizes. perspective, that's a great place that you can post up for three weeks, disappear like twenty-five people, yeah. and be gone, and then it gets noticed. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that's, and I think that's why even the motorcycle guy, like he's the cleanup guy, is but that if even one person makes reference to what they saw, there's a tale. Yeah. And so it's it's this is a real quick let's get as much as possible today tonight tomorrow and then let's get out yeah. you know let's move on to the next one yeah 
And so, and, and I think that's that's important for a town. Mm-hmm. If this if they dropped this in the middle of Philly, right? You know, you couldn't disappear a person and have si- you know six hours later there'd be a call. Mm-hmm. You know, someone would see her. Mm-hmm. But here, it's very real that three people can drown at the beach, and then, as evidenced in the news report, they find one body and the other two are listed as missing. Yeah. Even though they also, as we saw, drowned. You know, yeah, we yeah. do not know. Yeah. So she can disappear five, six different people, and they might have just been wandering around and got stuck mm-hmm. somewhere. They might have gone to visit somewhere mm-hmm. else. You, know, you can be very much in the clear before any sort of tale is established. Yeah, yeah. A lot of places to just go missing, too. There's a lot mm-hmm. of wooded areas and things like that. And her method of picking guys up was always, hey, where are you coming from? Yep. Where are you going? Yep. Do you have family? Are you Do alone? you live alone? Yeah. And any of those questions, if the answer is yes, you know, I have family yeah. or, you know, no, I don't know. Probably just takes them where they're going, drops them Move off. on. Or it doesn't yeah. even take them. She, yeah. you know, moved on from mm-hmm. a couple of them. But it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's, you see, it's when you work at like a cold calling place. There's a script you follow. Mm-hmm. In a way, she's following that script. Yep. And then, oh, actually, that that brings up a good point. Later, when she runs into the, the rapist guy mm-hmm. who... Before we know that about him, when he just seems like a park ranger who mm-hmm. is just giving her advice, he, um, you know, because that seems like a place where hikers yep. go. There was a hiker's lodge. That's what he does to her. He asks her the same questions. He asks her all the same questions like, yeah, where, where are you coming going? from? You where alone? are you going? Why are you here? Are you alone? Yep. And whether his uh, intentions are established at that point, even for him, you know, could be argued. I, I think he probably had some sort of a, mm-hmm. you know, malintent at that point. I think so. And, um, but at the same time, like she didn't have to say it's different in that she didn't say anything and her marks would mm-hmm. actually get chatty. Mm-hmm. But it was still, you know, he just got that information. I think that parallel was supposed to be very I clear. think so, too, yeah. because, you know, if if you are a criminal, if you are taking people against their will, essentially the idea of a rape that's what they've been doing, you know, that's that's all he needs mm-hmm. to know is, is anyone going to come looking? Yeah. Are you going to go running mm-hmm. to anyone of importance? And is anyone around here? No, mm-hmm. I think I'm in the clear. Yeah. That's uh, and I guess you know maybe I was saying you know when I was giving my rundown of the plot of this I was like it wasn't clear to me why she ran, now it's becoming a little more clear to me why she runs. It's not just that like who knows what defense she might have as this other being she may not have any. Uh, it's that she prob she probably knew that as much as we knew that when we he- when we heard him ask those questions. Mm-hmm. She knows she's been asking people those questions and she knows why she's been asking people those. Oh, questions. absolutely. So when those questions are asked of her. And that guy returns, and he returns with his hands on her body. She knows immediately what that means. Oh, absolutely. And she is now fully on the receiving end of what she used to be on the giving end. And of. she's also just coming to terms with the fact that she does not have right. essentially what it is he desires. Right. She does, and that's why I think you know the, the guy that she was attempting to have sex mm-hmm. with didn't come in her because... To me, her fear at the end came from the fact that, A, she's being attacked, yeah. and B, that when he finds out what's right. under there, it's going to get a lot worse. Right. And that's, you know, that's... that's. I mean, you see it, this is going to be a, a strange parallel, but you see it when a transsexual hooker gets beat up mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. some dude reached down the pants, found a dick, mm-hmm. and said, I'm confused, I don't know what's up, I'm going to react with violence. Yeah. You know, in a way, I think that that fear's there. Like, yeah. when he finds out that she's not... Yep. She, she physically can't provide what he wants right. and also is introducing a concept of which he is unfamiliar. Right. And if he's a rapist, he's already got some sexual yep, issues. Yep. This is going to be a huge world-rocking thing that's going to end in her getting hurt. Totally. And, you know, and mixed with the fact that she knew she was getting squared up for attack. Yeah. You know, that, that, yep. that's, that's an insane fear that is real, lived in, and brand fucking new for her. 
well, and just it, from this perspective. It brings her story full circle because yeah. the, oh, you yeah. know that's exactly what she, but not exactly, but I mean that's what she was doing to people, mm-hmm. and she's now on the receiving end of that from people, mm-hmm. right? You know, uh, so it, it that's an interesting way to bring her story full circle. Actually, is to put her, she becomes the cow, right? In our in our vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, metaphor. She suddenly is now the the meat, the victim. Mm-hmm. You know, of of a very similar process. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Wow. This movie was good, man. It's I good, really right? like this the more, movie. And that's the thing is like, um, you had a benefit of going in like having some ideas, just a little bit. Yeah. I went in blind for this, yeah. so it wasn't until a couple weeks later that I really, you know, stirred it up in my mm-hmm. head and thought about it. And even even now, just talking about it has opened up more to it. Yeah. That to me is even more so than our classic definition of a movie movie. That to me says everything. Yeah. Whereas a, a true movie movie to me, even more so than what we said before, is that at the end of it, you don't just go, That was everything, good movie. Yeah, cool. You know, What's next? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that you know, that's how shitty sequels are made. Yeah, but when yeah. at the end of the movie you go, Oh, it, you know, you can really extrapolate it, that's a movie movie. Me too, man. When I you have... point a camera at a script and film a play, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get a great story. It's gonna yeah. finish. It's gonna end. But when you make a movie, movie, you know th- this movie's been over for me for the better part of a year, mm-hmm. and I still just have ideas brimming over, and we'll have new ones soon. You know, I, I mean, uh, I bring it back to this every once in a while, just because it was the what sparked this show. I've been talking about The Shining since I saw it in sixth grade. Oh yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like I will talk about that movie till I die, probably. Because there is, there's more to talk about. Absolutely, I'm not done talking about it. Oh yeah, uh, and that is, I think, the mark of like a true movie. Movie is mm-hmm. is something that um, takes what that art form can can give you. Take takes all of these various tools that we've created as as people into one art form that can actually like really really like give you something as a person that that you can ruminate over and toy with and tease and and pull apart and take apart like a watch and put back together and figure out what makes it so interesting and what give, what what about it sort of gives you that feeling that makes you want to continue to think about it and process it over mm-hmm. and over you know you know what's going to happen you're going to be sitting alone in your room <laughs> and you're going to think of that yeah. And you're going to think about the dude floating in the blue yeah, goo, yeah. reaching out, seeing what his inevitable fate is, yeah. and realizing that it's all his own damn fault, and he's just got to wait it out until he dies mm-hmm. in a way that he cannot and will never understand before he dies. And you're going to get scared, and you're going to get freaked out, and you're going to realize this movie's even better than you thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that, that scene, the, my biggest fear is doing something innocuous, having it directly result in something that is a life-changing disaster mm-hmm. or life-ending disaster, mm-hmm. and having to wait knowing that it was my own damn fault. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a recurring nightmare, and th- I never know what the act is, but where I do something innocuous and end up with a life uh, sentence in prison. Oh, man, and yeah. And that scares the shit out of yeah. me. And so that scene really resonates me, and if you haven't watched it, you're fucking up listening to this, so I'm just going <laughs> to spoil but. Uh, as it's shown, the process of what goes on is she lures the men into a black void. Yes. She walks across the surface, but for them, it's like a liquid. Yes. And they sink down into it, too entranced by her, the lure of her, to realize that they're getting trapped into this black, gooey, liquid void mm-hmm. where it slowly loosens their casing, and then eventually they get sucked out. Yep. 
and you know that's it. You're dead, and your flesh goes into yeah, the machine. You just get processed. You just get processed. That's all it is. Actually, but your flesh doesn't. The, the flesh is what does not go into the machine. Yeah, the yeah, flesh the skin, is left. The skin and head stay. Yes, but all of the all of your your innards go in. Yes. And so the one scene is a guy goes in, he starts to realize that this is the first and only time that we actually see what goes on below the surface. Yes. He looks up and sees her walk across the, mm-hmm. you know, it's as if you're looking up from the bottom of a lake, you know, mm-hmm. she walks across it. And then as he's floating there, pondering, presumably, what the fuck is going on, he sees the last man she brought home who's been marinating for a few mm-hmm. days. He's kind of wrinkly. You know, they reach out and touch. The guy almost has a desperate, like, what was going on you know mm-hmm. both of them do and then he's sucked into some goo yep and so knowing that that's your fate and just having to wait it out in a thing that is completely scientifically impossible mm-hmm. as, as far as we understand it all because you wanted to get laid and and, and knew you were going to mm-hmm. by this gorgeous woman mm-hmm. who would have so captured me like that mm-hmm. that is horrifying yeah that is a fear that that resonates in my spirit fine it's yeah. it's horrifying yeah great and that that to me is what makes a good movie oh, like, yeah. if there's a movie that can scare me wonderful mm-hmm. and many movies have tried and many movies have succeeded and many movies have failed but mm-hmm. if there's movies that can cause me to lose sleep later with nothing to even cue that thought yeah that to me is is true truly truly horrifying and this t- isn't a horror movie uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, it isn't, it isn't, but yeah. you know, I would never go like, oh, go see it, it's a good horror movie. Yeah, right. But it's still one of the scariest movies yes. I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, one one quick last thought uh, that you made me think of to sort of ter- turn the experience of this on its head, I think, a little bit, which is so cool and interesting. There, there are other movies that have done this, but one of the things that I do like about this is, as you were describing, like, oh, this terrifies me because, like, I could see myself making this mistake mm. of just succumbing to the wrong woman who could then just basically murder me in some horrifying way that's like i think a fear that like one of the things we're uh you know we talk about a lot right now i think is a big important thing right now for society people right now a social issue that's important is that's i think a fear that women live with all the time mm. that they could just go home with the wrong guy oh yeah and that's like a done, very yeah. real fear that women have all the time oh yeah and men do not experience all the time mm. and this movie is sort of like giving men the ability to feel that fear. Oh, yeah, you know it's terrifying. I mean? And it is terrifying, and I think it's kind of awesome that that's one of the things this oh, movie absolutely. is doing. You know, I, I think this movie, even if, it, even if it doesn't have any, uh, you know, outward gender politics right. messages, like, it's there, though. You yeah, know, it, it yeah. can't help but be there. Yeah. And, and I think that's that's wild, because that is a fear that I don't normally fear. Right. You know, I'll get in your car, and if you try anything, I'll beat the shit out of you. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right, right. You know, and like even though that might not be totally accurate, right, right. That's how I'm conditioned to yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, but that is a scary thing because mm-hmm. you don't know. I think to to make a cheap joke, but uh, I, I think a valid joke about it is, I think for men the fear isn't I'm going to get in this car and in I'm going to end up getting beat up or raped or something. Mm-hmm. It's if I marry this woman, <laughs> she could be the death of me. <laughs> you know, like that's that's yeah, yeah. and yep. that you know that's that is obviously yeah. you know, said in jest, but yeah. at the same time, like the immediate fear isn't there. Our fear right. is more of a slow dread. Yes. Yep. So to have that immediate fear of like I could make an innocent decision, and then at that point, it's already way too fucking late, yes. and it is fated that I am screwed. Yes. That is a fear that I. I don't live with, and I think that's why it be, is a nightmare for me. Right. You know, it's not something that I really confront. Yeah, you know, it's, exactly. It's and I, I love that this movie, you know, that's one of the things that it does. I don't know if it's trying to do that, but mm. uh, it is one of the things that it does. It's there, uh, yeah. And I, I think that's very cool. It's very interesting. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Uh, and, and very relevant right now. Mm-hmm. You know? um, 
So uh, I don't. Should we see if there are any negative reviews of this? Yeah, I mean, I know that this. I mean, this obviously isn't the most broadly appealing movie, right? Did it get good reviews? I don't even know. I think I'm not it did. sure what its I, reception I know it got was. Good reviews because I remember looking when because I forget what movie I was I was torn between seeing between this and that, but I uh, I remember reading them and being like, oh, it's pretty good. See, under the, do you want to take a guess? Would you like to take Ooh, a guess? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to click it and I'm going to take a guess too. My my guess would be 85. I think that's 85. the range it probably sits in. I um, I'd say that's about the range that I was thinking. See so um, if you can get closer than me. Then I'm going to go 80, 80, uh, 89. Ooh, 86. 86. Yeah, right wow. on. Yeah, so we so were both right see. there. We that that. And that seems appropriate. I think I could see that, you know? You ready for the plot description? This is the most hackneyed plot description ever. It's one sentence. Ready? An alien in human form is on a journey through Scotland. Jesus Christ. That's it. (laughs) That's all it is. And also probably too revealing, I think. Yeah, in a way it is. For for the true experience of this movie to wash over you, I think maybe a little too revealing. Hey, well, actually, the top three reviews, two are positive and one is negative, and they're all accurate. Awesome. Um, I'll start with uh, the positive one because it actually says a lot of what we said. Okay. <clears throat> Who's this from? Uh, Peter Howell of the Toronto Star cool. says, Most of Under the Skin operates on an almost subconscious level. The truth is out there in Glazer's screenplay, which he co-wrote with Walter Campbell, but it's intuitive rather than didactic. Yeah. That says it. I, that's exactly what we've been trying to describe over the last hour and a half. And then uh, Richard Roper says, uh-huh. one of the most polarizing movies in recent years. Okay. And so that's interesting. So, And I've found, too, that when movies are polarizing, that usually the result of it is they're for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. It's just the one side likes that and the yeah. other side doesn't. But this is one that didn't like it. And this is a complaint that we said happened, at least to me, on, on the first viewing, but has been corrected, but uh, Liam Lacey of Globe and Mail says, all this is initially fascinating, then progressively less so. I totally get that. I totally get that criticism, because yeah. it really, honestly, I literally the moment she like starts trying the cake, I mm. was like, this movie is starting to get kind of boring. And that's literally the moment the movie switches from being about what she's doing to people. Oh yeah. And what she's what people are doing to her. Yeah. People, you know, and I actually uh, like that cake scene I do because too. that, the, the way that that shot, that cake looks Delicious. incredible. Like, it looks like the it's best the one cake. moment of levity in the movie. Actually. And honestly, like that to me, there's a point where, where there's something there's something sexy about a woman eating. Okay, yeah, and yeah. Um, when she does it, it it looks like a commercial for cake because yeah. it's yep. beautiful. Scarlett Johansson, you know, ooh, smells the cake, mm-hmm. drinks it in, takes a bite, and then almost throws the fuck up mm-hmm. because she can't even process this. Yeah. It's not part of her physiology. Nope. You know, it's and it's weird because you know, for us, the the desire of taste is a byproduct of our natural hunger, yeah. which she does not have. So she's just trying to get that surface, yep. you know, and she can't get under the skin of it. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, uh, here's a Jeff Beck, uh, not the not the guitarist, mm-hmm. from Examiner.com says, Under the Skin is a hollow film with a fascinating premise that could have been so much more. Huh. And I agree. It could have been so much more. Yeah. I just don't want it to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, but some people I do. I wonder why. Yeah, but I'm curious why anybody would say it's hollow. I, guess, I, 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 I don't know. I guess I just feel like you... you I can't imagine sitting through this movie and it not like washing over you. Mm-hmm. You know, like this movie really like 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 that's the best way to describe it, like washed over me. You know Some people I mean? might not get I that guess. effect. I don't know. Yeah, because there's always that knee jerk reaction of like, and, and I and I used to have this reaction. It's it's not invalid, but it it should be curbed when people see something that is challenging mm-hmm. and just do the like 
you know, this is artsy fartsy. This is schmaltzy yeah. crap. I'm done, yeah. you know? And they just check out and, you know, that's, you, you you do have to swallow a little bit of a pill for any movie to work. Yeah. And this one does ask a little bit more because you do have to do the heavy lifting uh, narratively. Yeah. Uh to me, that's fun. I, me too. To a I lot like of people, that. they just go, "This is fucking weird. Why can't she just zap someone with her laser sword?" And then <laughs> yeah, you, you know, then you. Right, yeah. So you do get that, and I'm not saying that that's what that guy thinks, but he probably went in, and when it started, was like, "Oh, we're gonna see some what's going on with this alien invasion," and then it was, "No, no, no, no. We're just seeing this alien grow, you right. know, as a human." If that was yeah, such a thing, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, this one I really enjoy. This is a positive review, but it says. Uh, uh, Glazers, Sexy Beast, and Birth were idiosyncratic, but Under the Skin trumps them triumphantly, being compelling, weird, intensely disturbing, and ultimately bizarrely moving. Many of its images are shockingly vivid for me two weeks after having seen it. Yep. That is an experience I can attest to, and and you will see soon as well. Yeah, I'm actually very excited to sort of reflect on this. We, I... Uh I've been commenting for a while. The I'm still reflecting on the guest, and I'm excited to have something new to oh yeah <laughs> to to take up that space in my brain. Um, um I'm trying to find a. Well, I think I think that that actually is a, a pretty good covering of like like you said. I th- this is another case of like everyone is commenting essentially the same things, and it just depends on how you feel about those things. Like here's here's a negative review that I actually think uh, that this is clearly written by someone who's struggling with the heavy lifting okay. and is earnestly trying to, but it says, for all its qualities, Under the Skin ultimately frustrates. Mm-hmm. And like I could totally mm-hmm. easily see being frustrated by this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, but that's, that would be, I would be frustrated if I didn't just let it wash over right. me. And I think whereas a lot of people watch a movie like a detective and try to 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 figure out what's going on. Yep. This one I think defies being figured out. Yeah. You know, it wants to just say, don't figure it out, just experience and tell tell me how you feel. How do you feel? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I don't know how to explain it to you because like I said, I, I am that guy with movies sometimes where like I I, I, I want that information. Like fucking mm. explain this to me. Like what if you're gonna get well, this gonna is one give where information I think hurts. I, I agree with yeah. you, but what I was gonna say is that I don't know how to explain this to you, but somehow this movie it just let me know, I don't know if it was visually or what, but it let me know very early on that it wasn't going to give me that information and that was okay. I don't mm-hmm. know how to explain that to you, but I just... No, I, 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 it's I very knew, spare. At the I you know. knew very early on, like, oh, I, this is one that I just need to sit and, and watch. I think it's in and, that opening sequence. Yeah. Because it's clear in that opening sequence that there is a lot going on. Yes. But, I mean, you have no con- right. literally no context for it at yeah. that point, and you won't get it until yeah. later after the movie ends. So, yeah, I think it, it pretty openly states that, you know, it just, direct- just grab onto the back it, of the truck, we're it's going. It's kind of amazing. It directed me to watch it the way it needed to be watched. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it very much directed me to sort of just, like, settle in and, and take in the imagery and, and let it figure itself out in my brain, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I is, is see an amazing skill, you know? Really got to see his. Uh, me too. I would love I'd, to see I've you. had Sexy Beast thrown at me so many times, mm-hmm. like, that's the movie to watch. And yeah. it just I'll totally watch it yet. now. I like this movie a lot. Yeah, it was cool. cool uh, so, flick. What, uh, should we recommend some other flicks before we drop out here? Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about the about the movie. Um, this is one where I, I, I do want to talk about the soundtrack real quick. Oh, yeah. it's uh, And I say soundtrack when I should say score. Mm-hmm. And I say score when I should say melodic sound effects. So, like, yeah, it's, soundscape. It's really, 
it's it's an experimental album, mm-hmm. but just done in film form. Yeah, and it, it you know there are times when it seems influenced by what's happening on the screen. So mm-hmm. as you kind of just described it, they are sound effects to some extent. Oh yeah, but there are other times where that's not the case. It's it's hard to describe. It's, it's well that weird like yeah. that first is introduced the first time that we actually see the inside of the void. Right, but then later it's introduced where she'll just be innocuously flirting with someone and even though the tone of what they're saying doesn't change they'll hit that sound cue and it suggests like you know here here comes the work you know this is the beginning of the machinations exactly like this this is now she's now she's pulling the strings on purpose even though you know as we know it was filmed largely with a hidden camera on the street yeah you know, the, that just cues us to to start listening harder, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. To, to start being like, oh, something's happening here, as opposed to just dismissing it. Mm-hmm. And even though there's nothing scripted or, or uh, you know, tonal about what she's saying that changes, it's just that sound cue. Yeah. But it's not cheap. It's not. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just. You know, it's not just hypercutting or adding strings to a mm-hmm. scene to add tension where there isn't. Mm-hmm. It actually feels like a natural. You know, since the movie has already established that. You know, most of its emotional cues are going to be set off by sound. Yeah. You know, th- it's not cheap and it's not an underselling to use that sound to to cue you to feel that way. Right. You know, the content, you almost trust the content to come later. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wild. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm not saying it right, but I, I don't know. Maybe I made my no, point. No, I think yeah, you're capturing you know it. Yeah. You really are. It, 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 the, the, it's, it's a fascinating, because I, I know what you mean. There's so many movies where it's just like, I, I get it. You fucking, you don't have to have the, the music also tell me how yeah, to feel. Yeah. Like, I get it. This is doing that, but it's not doing that. You know what I mean? Well, this is the music telling you how to feel first. Yeah. You know, and then the content. It's not even that the content changes. The music causes you to change your view of it and go, "Oh, that's what's happening." You know, I, I think I almost think it's functioning. Think about this. Maybe it's almost functioning as the way a voiceover would in a novel, right? In a mm. novel, voiceover works. It mm. doesn't really in a movie all the time because it's like it feels like you're just being given too much almost. Oh, you know? well, in a novel, a novel is voiceover, right? It's, it's someone literally telling you something, with right? Words, you and, know? and and it, what what that allows for is you're able to you you get the internal workings of a character mm-hmm. that in a movie. You can't really get because it doesn't it, it's visual so it's it's less effective to have the voice over the internal monologue mm-hmm. so what we have in this is the music cue to let us know like there's something else happening here that wasn't happening before oh yeah, yeah you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. it's almost the internal monologue without needing the exactly, internal monologue. exactly it shows that she's switching into like predator exactly mode. yeah and then even later they did something cool with the music when she starts to have the romance with that guy and they mm-hmm. first start making out it has the classic soft strings yes but then over it is this weird you know, sci-fi sound. Thing. I actually noticed and that. So and so it pulls you, it. like, because at first you're going, oh, this is a tender moment. And right before you jump off the edge of tender yeah. moment, it hits you with these strings where you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah she's an alien. Yeah. And this is, this is fucked up. Yeah. You know? And even though on the screen it's just an actor and an actress yep. making out, that music cue tells the whole story and yep. it guides you. It makes you feel that tender moment and then it takes that away immediately. And that's something that you could do with dialogue, you could do with facial appearances, but that would almost seem cheap in this circumstance because the music just tells us. It, it works. It really, really works. And there's one other sequence I wanted to bring up yeah. where it, it it was a beautiful sequence um, and it, it's done in the form of a weird digital montage where it start, it's the moment where she starts to realize that people are people. Mm-hmm. And she, I think it's after she falls and it's a very trippy sequence done in a golden glow oh, yes, where, where it just starts layering faces. people doing yeah. paths. Mm-hmm. And the, the faces actually kind of strike like a, a flashbulb and then slowly fade. Yep. And so 
there's a piece of me that goes, oh, this is a representation of her seeing that each and every one of these people is a piece of a narrative that's mm-hmm. crossing over. Like, this is a million stories mm-hmm. with a million desires and dreams. Mm-hmm. And up until now, these were just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this was just a, a cattle to right. me. Yeah, and so this is, it all does this and it all culminates in, you know, this beautiful visual map of, wow, all these people are something. But then there's a piece of me that's also saying, maybe this is just a literal depiction of how her thoughts work. Yeah. You know, like that's a really cool, like maybe it's like predator vision, you know, but only in the brain where she's having all these thoughts and just having a moment because it ends as it slowly fades with her face. And it suggests that that's literally what she's contemplating, whether it's literally how it's portrayed visually in in her internal eye. But, you know, it it just still it, it it was a way to show an idea that that they're that they're hinting at without just hitting you over the face with it but also doing it in a way that whether it's really actually trying to be hard sci-fi or not you know fits in the sci-fi narrative yeah whether it's a visual flourish or a literal depiction doesn't matter it's it's wild and that was a beautiful scene well and i think that it was really beautiful and i I think the the there's an additional element to it that you were hinting at but but, uh that i would like to make a little more explicit which is that what it ends on is her own face Mm -hmm. uh and her her own face becomes more and more clear Mm -hmm. as more and more faces are Oh yeah, it like, it like builds her face in a way, yeah. And so I think what is there is one more thing that's trying to be implied there that you that you are getting at, which is that she's also realizing her her place in all of oh, it yeah. too. She sees herself she's in these people. She's not just lo- she's not just discovering the network, right? She's not just discovering all of the dreams and all of the plots and all of the everyone having their own desires and needs and wants. She's realizing that she has a place in all of those. Oh, yeah. she two. sees the society right. of it. And she sees a little bit of herself in these right. things, and you know. And she realizes she's part of it too. That yeah. she's now part of their narrative, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that that is part of what's going uh, on. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's a wonderful sequence. Oh, I love it. And it's it. one yeah. of those things that simply can't be scripted. And it's also beautiful. Yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. like really gorgeous to look at. It's. I mean, that's 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 one of the moments. There's two moments where this goes like kind of well, not two moments, but where it does like the hard sci-fi, mm-hmm. and it's the the quote unquote sex scenes. Yep. That. And then at the end, when she rips yeah. her skin off yeah. to reveal the alien, which I appreciated. Oh, um, I love that's that. That's a bold move because one of the most difficult things to do in a sci-fi is, you know, do you show the monster? Yeah. How much of the monster do you show? And what does the monster look like? And how do you design it to keep it from looking stupid? Am I wrong? Did we see the monster a little bit earlier in we the did. movie, though? Right uh, when she is in the um, when she's in the. Uh, uh, like the sex room, I'm just going to call yeah, it yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. trap. Yeah. When she's in the trap, there's one where she's standing there doing the sexy pose, and for a w- real quick flash, it just shows the silhouette of what she is what doing the same pose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But at that point, you don't you really don't know, what know what it is. is. You don't know what you're looking you, at. You, yeah. It might just be a metaphorical yeah, depiction yep. at that point. So when they do the reveal of the creature, which yeah. is always a touchy moment, yes. um, yeah, I, don't know, I thought it was cool. It, and it was very effective. It was and really and effective. And again, a great just practical effect. Oh, yeah. Just it was a, it was I don't even think it was Scarlett Johansson it was another no, woman yeah, was in another great woman, makeup yeah just in great um, makeup effects yep you know we see that they are humanoid without being human yep. you know that's kind of cool yeah it was fucking cool the, I liked this movie a lot yeah. I was very impressed by and this. actually that's another thing too that that I think is difficult and it's gonna sound dumb but the the Mission Impossible mask thing. Yeah. Uh, the face-off rule where it's like, okay, you switch their faces, but everything else about them is different, and you're not going to explain that with liposuction. Mm-hmm. When the skin fell off this being, it actually felt like it 
it worked. Yeah, you know, yeah, it actually yeah. it actually made sense that this skin operated and made her look actually human. Mm-hmm. You know, Mission Impossible, they pull it off. You're like, well, that's just a rubber mask. There's no way to make that look like yeah. flesh. This sold that concept mm-hmm. on me without even a beat to to think about it with with. It sold that suspension of disbelief without me having to do any sort of lifting. I agree, and I mean, p- part of that is, and uh, I feel even a little weird saying this, but part of that is, and it, it, it's effective, it works, is that you, uh, you know, um, Scarlett Johansson's body is a distinctly fleshy body. Yeah, yeah. And, and the body that was inside was a distinctly non-fleshy, bony yeah. body. You know what I mean? So, mm. like, it... it it actually does sort of physically make sense. Oh, that, yeah, it like, matches. Th- all of that flesh would, would look normal on top of this thinner, bonier structure, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. It was cool. Yeah. It's fucking cool. Yep. All right, we got to do recommendations. Yeah, I so I have one that I know you're going to like. Uh, something I watched recently in my big catch-up for 2014 was Locke. Oh, yes. fucking yes. Uh, and I am going to recommend this uh, because it is... Uh, you you actually uh, are who sort of said this sentence, and it was you just said it better than I was. I was trying to say this, but you said it better. Is it is amazing how cinematic this movie? I stole is. that from a review from the poster, or from the trailer. It yeah. said uh, redefines what it means to be cinematic. Yeah, I, I don't totally know, agree. I don't know if it redefines it. I felt that might be too strong a wording just for my own brain to process. But I mm. do think it's it's amazing that it is cinematic. Well, I think that I I think that. Redefine sounds strong, but I think yeah. when you take it literally, yeah. when we think cinematic, we think we think of a of you know a movie. We think of yeah. sweeping cameras and all this stuff, and like it's very basic. Yeah, and this movie could be served as a guy in a chair on stage. Yeah, but I think despite that, it actually validates its existence as a movie. And that, to me, is what I mean by cinematic. Like, this is a. If I read this script, I would be like, "This is a good script," but like, do we really need to make a movie? We could do this on stage. Yeah. But when I watch the movie, I, I think it absolutely displays why it works, perhaps better as a movie. And to me, that's what I think of as a redefinition of cinematic. Well, that's see, that's why I don't like the idea of saying redefines because I actually think this movie is distinctly cinematic. Mm. It is everything you're saying. It's sweeping camera movements and thing like that that make just the idea of a guy in a car cinematic. Exactly. Uh, so I don't know that it redefines cinema because it's it strictly and distinctly is cinema. It's taking something that shouldn't be cinematic and making it cinematic through cinema. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. So I don't think it redefines it. It actually it's classically cinema. Well, then we have to define cinematic. I yeah. think that's where the where the divide it's, is. I here. just think it's like it's classically cinematic. Actually, mm. it's just it's taking on subject matter that's not classically cinematic. So cinema, I don't think it redefines cinema. I just think it, it it redefines what you can make cinema. I think it's so the way it's shot though is so simple. There's not a lot of sweeping camera movements. But it's, it's mostly flashy. dash cam. And and it'll cut to a wide shot and all yeah, that. Yeah, but it's flashy. It's like gorgeous. I, I think when the reviewer said redefines what it means yeah. to be cinematic, what they meant by cinematic yeah. was you know more bombastic and 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 in your face. Whereas yeah. this one, I think the the movie itself is carried almost entirely just by the performance. Oh yeah. But you know, it, it, but it's at the same time, distinctly beautiful. I feel like we're we're arguing the same point with yeah, a different yeah. definition. Like. Yeah. Because I do think redefine is a strong word, yeah. but I know why they said it. Yeah. It, and I think it's I just I just think because it's more that the subject matter is not classically cinematic. It's not cinematic. classically cinematic. You know it, what I mean? It would serve so well yeah. as just a dude holding a plate yeah. on a chair on a stage. You yeah. know, it's it, it would work just fine. Yeah, but that, I mean, it's like a good fucking movie. It's a and great it's, movie. It's the, the, my, my jokier comment about it that means the same thing is just that it's the best movie I've ever seen made entirely of B-roll. Oh, yeah. Because it's just shots of cars on, on roads. Uh, they, that's all it is, is him but acting and then like B-roll. But beautiful shots of oh, cars yeah. on roads. It's like, it's the way the lighting is done and stuff and the way it's edited together is like 
it's gorgeous. It's the wide shots really... looked like. Well, I'm about to drop his name in my review, but uh, the wide shots remind me of like a Michael Mann kind of thing, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. it's just a you know a live city that's sleepy and yeah. it's gloomy, yep. but it's it's sleek. Uh, yeah. But to the movie itself, though, it's like it's a good movie. It's like a very oh, good yeah. story that's really interesting, and and Locke is like a very interesting character. He's, oh yeah. What I liked about it was I, I actually love that it's about a guy in a car because I think what is so interesting about this movie is it's fascinating to be trapped in a small space with this man. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Cause this guy is, he is sympathetic, but he really shouldn't be like the thing that he's done and the things that he's doing are not necessarily good. Mm. They, they, you, you could in a way say they are all distinctly bad decisions made by a bad man, but See, I don't know if I would make him a bad man. Case. Yeah. I, I feel like this is a, a flawed man who yes. made a mistake. Right. And is trying to... But I think we only understand that because we're in such a confined space with him. Oh, absolutely. If yeah, we yeah. weren't in such a confined space with him, it would be so easy... Well, the, everybody on the phone is is freaking out. It would be so easy to be like, what a despicable man. Oh, yeah. But we are forced to be in a very confined space with absolutely. that Absolutely. And live with the decisions with him. Well, and we see the reason that, he's acting this way is yeah. because he's trying to own up to his mistakes yeah. and fix them in the yep. most ethically responsible yep. way. And and it's true though because everybody he's on the phone with hates him. Yep. And if you were on the phone with him, you'd fucking hate him. That's yeah, what I mean. Absolutely. You, you have to be trapped in this space with him to understand that there's actually a a good man at the center of this mm-hmm. and feel any sympathy for him. So he I seems real. Like, I love that about this movie. You know? I feel like a lot of people could find themselves in that situation. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just Me one too. of those things where it's like, oh shit. You know, yep. here it is. So I, I liked this movie. I thought it was good. Yeah, I, liked it I too. recommend it. That was that still is is fighting for my top spot for the year just because it was so impressive to me mm-hmm. and and the fact that like right now is the age of tom hardy yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one that says like you know yeah you can throw him on blockbuster you can have him do some character work but this is like he's really just playing a plain jane dude and he makes it you know real he makes it alive uh, i'll tell you why i i think it's worth watching for his performance is he one of the things i thought was fascinating about it is part of his character is he he needs to be in control mm. that character is very much about control and trying to remain in control of everything mm-hmm. and when he finally loses control it's very brief it's not huge but it's big enough that I, I actually jumped out of my seat oh, yeah, in yeah. the moment he lost control. And it's not like I, I'm saying this like it's this big sweep. Oh, no, no. It's not. It's just a break. But but it, it, he's so good. He is so good that when that does happen, it's you really feel the impact of that moment. Well, you've it's, bought this character yeah. as someone who doesn't. Yeah. You know, it's, but, you, but it's there. It's under oh, the surface. Yeah, it's, I, I, yeah, he's very good in this. Fucking good movie. Yeah. yeah. Real good movie. What do you got? Nightcrawler. Yeah. Just saw it today. Nightcrawler was fucking great. I'm so um, jealous. I want to see this. It's a, it's a cool movie. The comparisons to Taxi Driver are apt, um, but uh, only so much as as it's a... Excuse me. As it's um, Jake Gyllenhaal you know, doing a similar performance right. of a polite, nice guy with a past that we don't know about yep. who's clearly good at what he does, but under the surface lies a... Uh, a, a, uh, a loose cannon, mm-hmm. or so you think. The guy who directed it, I want to pull him up here. His name is uh, Dan Gilroy, I think. Yeah, uh, I, yeah Dan Gilroy. Um, he, oh, wow. That's funny. He wrote Real Steel. <laughs> he wrote The Born Legacy. He oh. wrote The Fall, City of Light, Two for the Money, Free Jack. But the only movie he's ever directed was Nightcrawler. But uh, the reason why he's notable and the reason why it actually is a very like confidently uh, 
confidently made movie is his brother's Tony Gilroy. Why do I know that name? Yeah, I know that name. Uh, Tony Gilroy, he wrote all of the Bournes. Right, that's what I thought. Um, where is his uh, director? I forget what he directed. He wrote Duplicity, Michael Clayton, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. all of the Bournes, Proof of Life, which is awesome. He wrote Armageddon, Devil's Advocate. Jesus, uh, yeah. Dolores Claiborne, the Stephen King movie. He d- uh, but uh, he directed Bourne Legacy, Duplicity, and Michael Clayton. And so this movie yeah. actually has like a spin-off of of the brothers style in terms of like the political thriller. Yeah. Even though it's not really a political thriller. Right, it's just right, a right. cool movie about a dude who decides to become a essentially getting uh exploitative B-roll for news news companies, which right. is a business that a lot of people do where they get the footage and just put it out for bids for networks, but he kind of decides to work independently, do do his own thing. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Uh Awesome, awesome soundtrack, like awesome soundtrack. Yeah. But mostly, just Jake Gyllenhaal crushes it. He's terrifying, and it's you don't think of it as him. Oh, man, I want to cool. see that. Yeah, good movie, good Very movie. Very excited to see that. Highly recommend. I feel like I, it, there's not much I want to say about it besides, you know, just see it and then 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 we'll talk about it. Come mm-hmm. find me, we'll talk about it because I, I don't want to say too much because I went in knowing very little, and I, I think it was better for it. Yeah. So, all right. There's that. Yeah, cool. Nightcrawler. Well, uh, let's, I'm, I'm going to watch as many more 2014 movies as I can over the next two weeks. Yeah, uh, we're going to be coming up on our best of the year. Yes. Which I'll already add the uh, the, the prerequisite here is that there's no way to see everything. Yeah. Uh, so there will be some outliers, like last year where Her didn't get released right. around here until after the lists were made. So they will be by no means comprehensive, but they will be informed. Yes, yeah. So uh, Mine will actually be informed this year. Absolutely. I, I, I think I counted it the other day, and I'm at least up to like 20 movies or something. Fact, so I can... If you listen make a top 20 list for listeners put it together try and get a top 10 list if you have anything that you've seen and you oh, want to yeah. do a top 10 list send them to us yeah we'll, we'll read them on, on the, the air. air we'll we'll discuss them you know we'll bring them into the discussion that's of a our great list. idea so homework for you if you're listening even if you only have five and you want to make a top Fuck five it, yeah. movie just give us a list of your best of 2014 we'd love to hear them we'd and love to talk about we'll them. make our last episode before the year ends a uh like we did last year we'll do that and uh, yeah, if you guys want to submit, we'll do that. We'll get some guests, maybe throw some uh, throw some of their submissions in. That sounds great. Cool. Uh, and so uh, yeah, find find us on uh, iTunes and uh, you know subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Uh, leave us a comment uh, if you don't mind. Rate it. Uh, find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash I like to movie uh, that I hopefully is going to become more and more our base of operations that's mm-hmm. that's where you should find us like us on there and uh, check out what we're doing on there that's where you do all this stuff for the live show we're going to put video up there there's going to be Dan is writing a lot more uh, movie reviews I, I am looking at perhaps starting my own blog of that sort and all that stuff is going to link there uh, and find us on Twitter at uh, I like to movie uh, we are are working on some games that are stink- distinctly Twitter-based uh, that we hope to sort of roll out through Twitter. So follow us there, and uh, you can play along. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter, at Philadelphia. It's with an F. I, I tweet funny stuff from time to time. Uh, I think that'll do it for my Cool. Thoughts. Yeah, you can uh, at Dan Scully. Very easy. Um, if you want to see some of my reviews, you can check out my blog at thedanscully.tumblr.com. Um, which is all linked from everything else we give you. Yes, it's all yeah. connected. Uh, go on to Cinadelphia.com. They've been nice enough to let me review for them. So uh, there's reviews and blog pieces, you know, film theory stuff going up there on a weekly basis. So check that out. And um, as always, log on to supercrappyfuntime.com. That'll link you to all of this as well. So do that. 
Indeed. Uh, so, uh, I guess that'll do it for us this week. This yeah. is, uh, this is fun. We get to do our own little sign off without a guest to screw it up. Fonzo, uh, you want to try now? He's asleep. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, that'll do it. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. And my name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie. You do, you because do. Because we, we like, like to movie. movie.